Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. This one is going to be a little bit different because, of course, Savannah is, I think, almost every ghost hunter's favorite city. But we're going to be talking about a story that we learned and a specific section of Savannah that is a public area from an amazing tour company that we actually went on a tour on pretty recently. Yeah, that's right. So we recently got back from Savannah and we took a couple of tours with this group and we heard the story about what we're going to cover today and we felt like we had to share it with you and we'll give you all the details about the tour here later in the episode. And I had heard about this location just because when you're researching ghosts in Savannah, you are going to run across this. But really what inspired me was how entertaining the tour guide made the story and it inspired me to tell you all the story as well because there's just a lot of good stuff and ghostly activity happening here this is your haunted holiday at Wright square in savannah georgia So everybody, a few weeks ago, we went to Savannah and Lisa's in town visiting me here in Atlanta. So we did a quick little road trip and stayed there. We stayed at some of our favorite places as well as visited some new places. So there's some episodes coming up soon about some of our new experiences that we had out in Savannah. But, you know, as a kind of a travel podcast, we also wanted to book a couple of different things that we haven't done before. And so specifically, we booked a tour by a more local company this time. And that's where we got the inspiration for this episode. We booked a tour through a place called Mad Cat Tours, and we enjoyed it so much. We are going to, you know, say you guys should go book this. We're going to talk more about the tour later in the episode. But what we wanted to do was highlight one place that they took us. This tour took us to a lot of different locations within Savannah and gave us a lot of really good, interesting stories. We don't want to give away all the stories. What we really want you to do is if you're in Savannah, go book the Mad Cat tour that we went on. We'll give you some details at the end of the show, but we don't want to give it all away. But we are going to get into Wright Square because there is just like so much history there. And when she told us this story, I should—I feel like I should have known this story already, but I didn't. I wasn't familiar. and pretty gruesome ultimately it is it really does have a, a crazy story and again like she told it with so much animation I was like man this is a good one we have to tell our listeners about it and the other thing that I like about this location is it's really just a public square literally in Savannah Georgia that as you are there this is gonna be one of those stops if you're looking for ghostly activity whether it's during the day or at night you can go on a tour to see it which a lot of tour companies are going to go through it or you can literally just go walk to the square on your own there's nothing necessarily that you have to book in order to go to this location and do some ghost hunting there are people in savannah all the time with different meters and stuff like that happening so this is a really cool location for those purposes as well all right so let's talk about the history of Wright square there is a lot of history in savannah and again if you want to know all about the savannah history definitely go back and listen to some of our other episodes like our first episode second episode all covered savannah um, and some other episodes in there as well 
But right square was actually one of the original four squares that was planned out and built by the founder of Georgia, James Oglethorpe. So it has got an even longer history than a lot of the squares that are already there. Now, when it was originally built, a section of the square was actually one of the original first I guess they would describe it as white burial grounds. There was a lot of Native American burial grounds that were already existing in the place where Savannah was built on. But the first actual burial ground for the colonists was built where Wright Square is. So again, just like any place in Savannah, you're like walking on dead bodies all over the place, right? And that burial ground extends from Wright Square into some of the surrounding buildings as well. Right. Lisa brings up a really good point, which is that there are just, unfortunately, there's dead bodies everywhere that you go. I mean, I joke because I went to Savannah with a friend of mine probably before the pandemic, a little before the pandemic hit. And, you know, she's scared of ghosts. I really wanted to book like a historic haunted hotel. So we booked some basic, you know, more modern day hotel. And I didn't tell her, but like this whole place is haunted. It doesn't matter where you're staying there's dead bodies like everywhere, including under the Marriott. So by the way, <laughs> yeah, there's ghosts here. So I told her after we arrived, I don't think she was super happy with me, but we didn't <laughs> have any experiences. <laughs> now this was, uh, the square was created in 1733. It was initially named Percival Square and later changed the name in 1763 to Wright Square. Now, one of the more famous things about the square is the Yamacraw chief, Tamachichi. And if you're familiar with Georgia history, you may have heard that name before. But essentially who Tamachichi was is he was a local person, Native American, that met James Oglethorpe, that basically made peace with the colonists and became a great friend of Oglethorpe and the colonists in general. He was a very um, historic and, and big figure there in Savannah. When he died in 1739, they decided they were going to actually bury him in the middle of Wright Square and create a monument in his honor. And the monument that they had was stones that were in the shape of a pyramid. And it was the first monument actually in Savannah, Georgia. So it was it was like a big deal that Tomachichi was buried here, had the monument. Well, as things happen, a little over 100 years later in 1842... There was a prominent businessman, politician named William Washington Gordon, and he passed away. And for whatever reason, people decided, you know what? We don't want Tamachichi's grave to be here anymore. We want to put up a new monument in honor of William Washington Gordon. And as a result of this, they tore down the monument. And remember, it wasn't just a monument for Tamachichi. It was his burial ground. He was actually buried there. They desecrated his grave and basically just kind of like strewn his bones Ugh. around the square. What? So he's technically still kind of buried there. Yeah. Oh, yep. wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. I was curious because I, it, when you go to Wright Square, you can see there's like a, a stone there with some engravings. It gives you some history. And it talked about that being his grave, grave site. And I, I felt like... They, he probably still wasn't there, but it sounds like he may be. Just I not mean, his monument. 
just not in a specific spot. He's kind of like scattered around, I guess. So nobody knows exactly where on that land his bones are. But eventually, you know, several years later, the preservationists, in fact, members of William Washington Gordon's own family, you know, descendants were like, this is horrible what we did to Tomachichi's grave. Mm -hmm. And so they decided to put up another monument in his honor on the southeast corner of the square, which is still there to this day. And it is what you're looking for is a granite pyramid. And that is Tamachichi's new monument. However, his bones are still scattered around. Wow. So really crazy history there for a major historical figure in Huge Georgia. historical figure. Yeah, he essentially, his tribe owned that land. They lived there. They were, right. they were originally there. So that is a major piece of the history of this land. Now, another piece that is even more ominous when I think of it is some of the different ways that this square were used back in the day. This was a very public square. It was very much a gathering place for all kinds of different things that would occur in Savannah back in the day. Like they would have public auctions and little sales and stuff like that. But it was also surrounded by both the courthouse at the time and the jail. And the jail, I believe, is today like a CVS. Was that right? Was it a CVS pharmacy? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so if you go into the CVS pharmacy that's just right off of the square, that's where they, like, housed the criminals. And then guess what they did with them? They would take them into the square and they would hang them if they were sentenced to death. So another common term that you will hear this square called instead of right square is the hanging square. So hundreds, maybe thousands, there's really no set number of people were actually hung here and there is a specific tree that is very prominent there on the square it's pretty obvious which one it is it's the biggest one they call the hanging tree where they would go and hang these supposed criminals now let me tell you probably the most famous hanging story that occurred on this location So back around the time that the square was actually built, there was a woman named Alice Riley and her husband, Richard White. And they were immigrants from Ireland. They came over on a ship. Apparently, the ship journey was quite treacherous. Like, they were almost, like, starved to death with the other immigrants. Like, there was, like, no food. It was horrible. Anyways... They get here, they're ready for their new life in America, but a lot of people that would come here would actually come as indentured servants. Like that's how they paid their passageway. Now they have to serve somebody for so many years. They got assigned to this man named William Wise who owned a cattle farm. And William Wise apparently had a terrible reputation for just being a horrible human being, which is part of the reason his cattle farm was not actually right there in the city of Savannah. It was on this little island just on the other side of the river. So he was just a horrible person. They both get sent to be indentured servants for him. And part of their duties was to bathe him. He was like a really gross dude, I guess. And so they would have to like carry the water back and forth in buckets to go bathe this dude every day and like comb his hair and stuff. I can't even imagine. So one day they've had enough. They're like, this guy is 
awful. At least this is what the legend is, right? Right. And they decide they're going to kill this dude. And so what they did, what the what they speculate occurred was they put a scarf around the guy's neck as they were supposedly bathing him and began tying it tightly so that he couldn't breathe. Alice went around, grabbed a bucket of water and shoved his head into the bucket of water and proceeded to drown him. He was found the next day in 1734 on his bed with that scarf around his neck and his head in a bucket of water dead he was actually the first ever murder victim in the city of savannah so it was like a big deal wow i mean this is gonna sound really screwed up but like why didn't they take the scarf off why didn't they make it look like something else had occurred you know i mean come on alice (laughs) you know (laughs) cover your tracks right Cover your tracks alice (laughs) so when they discovered the body, of course, the investigators noticed Alice and Richard were missing. Like, they weren't there. So they immediately were the ones suspected. Police eventually tracked them down. They both said, we had nothing to do with this. We don't know who killed him. But they were tried, found guilty, I think, in like the same day, because that's how these things work back in the day. And they were both sentenced to death. They both claimed their innocence right up until the end. Richard was actually put to death, I think, like within a day, right? Mm -hmm. He was strung up pretty quick on that hanging tree. Now, right before they were getting ready to put Alice to death, they had discovered that she was pregnant. Some things that I have read, which I believe are legend, is that she was suspected of carrying the baby of the man that she murdered indicating that she may have been raped by him that's a pretty common story that you'll hear out there but it's not really substantiated we don't know that that occurred right and i will say this i know during our tour our tour guide rocky really got like she indicated that the story is that she was raped by him many times and abused like severely this was a this was a really terrible guy is as the story goes and the fact that he's a terrible guy is fact. Like, there are records of it. Oh, okay. Um, that he's a horrible person. Now, what I'm saying as potential legend is, was this baby her husband's? Was it William Wise, the murder victim here? We don't really know the answer to that. But you'll see varying accounts of that. Right. And and it's weird because, I mean, he's a terrible human being. Does he deserve to die like that? I don't know. I... You know, it's a tough moral case, right? Totally. Now, because they found out she was pregnant, the judge basically did not want to hang a pregnant woman. And so he decided to let her wait it out, give birth. Shortly after she gave birth to her baby, the baby was ripped from her arms, taken away to be an orphan. And then she was dragged to the gallows, like kicking and screaming the whole way wanting to have her baby back, crying for her innocence. Another piece of the legend, as they were getting ready to hang her, she supposedly, and this is legend for real, she supposedly cursed the entire crowd that was watching and cursed the entire city of Savannah. Like, I curse you, like pointing at specific people. (laughs) Weren't they speculating that she was a witch? That's another thing that started to happen. But based on what I've read, 
people don't really think that's the case today, right? Okay. Like, there was a lot of stories that happened about Alice Riley. Riley. She was the first woman to be hung in the state of Georgia. It was the first murder um, done by a woman, I think, in the state of Georgia as well. First murder in Savannah, generally. Mm-hmm. So she was a pretty infamous character. And back in those days in the 1700s, you have a woman who's supposedly done something horrible and suddenly stories are going to arise, right? Like she's a witch and she cursed the whole town and all this horrible stuff happened, right? I feel like if I were in her shoes, like if if people did think I was a witch, right? Which we've talked quite a bit about, oddly enough, on this show about, you know, people being accused of being witches. And I was upset and I was being dragged to the galas. I might just throw out a fake curse before I go down to just scare everybody you know to death right i curse you all right yeah i throw it out there hey i want to mess with their mind a little bit and the the last little time that i have i guess (laughs) now so that's one piece of it the other thing that they say is that her body hung there from the gallows for three days some accounts say the reason for that is because she was alive for a lot of it she did not die immediately upon being hung like she kind of like hung up there for a while before dying that's horrifying Ugh, i cannot imagine that now the other thing that happened sadly is she passed away obviously but her baby actually died approximately a week after her death they are actually both buried to this day just off of Wright square so you can go kind of find where her burial area is and in fact the tour company that you go through can also kind of point out approximately where they think alice riley and her baby are buried something interesting is that they say that there is no spanish moss that everybody knows the city of Savannah for so well growing from the trees in Wright Square. And there's a couple theories behind that. One is, is this the residual energy from the curse of Alice Riley where the Spanish moss isn't growing because of that? Or the other thing people say is that Spanish moss will not grow where innocent blood has been spilled. And considering this was the hanging square, Alice Riley and her husband were both claiming innocence. I mean, who knows? Maybe they didn't do it. But there was a lot of innocent people that I'm sure were hung at this location. So I find that kind of like a cool legend surrounding the Spanish moss. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. 
Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the travel agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact your haunted holiday travel agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, so let's get into the hauntings. Obviously, this was a site of a burial ground. So many people were hung here. There's a ton of tragic history at the location here. No doubt. I mean, it sounds like potentially thousands of people were killed at the square, not to mention just the burial ground that it was. Yeah, and there's a lot of activity here in general. A lot of just people that you might see wandering around in period clothing, which sometimes can be hard to differentiate from some of the actors that you're going to see around the city, like the historic tour guides and stuff like that that are wearing the period clothing. But people see all kinds of strange things. So I'm going to cover a couple of the more common things that you could potentially run into and what you should look for while you are here. Now, we talked about Tamachichi and his grave being desecrated. Apparently, this is this is uh, interesting. It sounds very much like an urban legend to me. But if you run around the current monument three times yelling his name, he may appear to you, is what they say. Like, you may actually see Tamachichi. <laughs> That's really interesting. I'm sad that we didn't do that. But I also would be kind of embarrassed <laughs> to run around three times. I mean, it wouldn't be like you just quickly get that done. I mean, it's a pretty... It's a decent sized square. It's going to take you a couple of minutes. And so that's going to be a lot of yelling Tamachichi. Yes. Savannah. Well, and the other thing they say, the other version of this that is out there is if you don't just say Tamachichi, instead you say, where is Tamachichi? And as you're running around it three times, apparently you might get a whisper in your ear that says, nowhere. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I love that. I wonder how many people say that this has happened. I have no idea, but I wish we would have done it. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, next time we go back, we'll have to do it like late at night when there's no one around. We'll have to we'll have to do that. But I don't know. I'm very skeptical on this one, but you never know. It's worth a try. Hey, I'm willing to try it. I doubt it's going to happen, but I would love it if it did. I think that would be amazing. Now, of course, Miss Alice Riley is a common figure that you are going to want to look for while you are here. Oftentimes, women that are walking through the square and carrying a baby may have a woman walk up to them and attempt to, like, steal their baby out of their arms. And Alice Riley had very prominent, like, red hair, right? Mm. And she was kind of, like, very pale, gaunt-looking, red hair. So it's, like, pretty obvious, if you know this story, what's happening. But a lot of people don't, right? And they'll just see some crazed, red-haired woman come up trying to snatch their kid out of their <laughs> arms. 
terrifying. We need to borrow somebody's baby and go test this theory out. Or bring a doll. <laughs> I don't, no one's going to let us borrow their baby for this experiment. <laughs> Now, the other thing that is actually more common, I think, than the baby snatching is people seeing a red-haired woman in period clothing walking around the square, often, like, screaming to that she has lost her son, saying, mm. I've lost my son. Somebody help me find my son. Like, screaming, crying, trying to get people's attention. And a lot of times, we'll actually approach people and say, I need your help. I've lost wow. my son. And there have been multiple people who have had this encounter not knowing the story of Alice Riley. And some people even calling the police. There are a lot of times where tourists will see some lady wandering around looking to find her child and they'll call the police and say, there's a woman here that says that she's lost her son. Now, apparently, the police in the town are familiar with this because they've gotten so many calls in the past. Now what they do as kind of a joke, because every time they would show up like there's no actual woman looking for her kid, mm -hmm. they send their rookies whenever they get this call. Oh, my gosh. That gives some credibility to this. The fact that people call, I mean, either people are calling and pranking or I really believe people probably have come across this. I also think it's really sad, actually, that she's still wandering in the afterlife looking for her child that was torn away from her right at childbirth. Because the reality is there is some pieces of this story that we don't know necessarily as fact, right? Did she curse the town? Was she strung up for three days, still alive for a big chunk of that time? But we do know the main story is a fact, right? Right. Like, her potentially murdering this guy with her husband, having a baby, her baby dying, the fact that she's buried right there. Like, that is all true. Tomachichi's grave, that is all true. There is a lot of just, we know this is in the history books. Right, right. That's the amazing part of Savannah is that that history is all over this city. And that particular square has a lot of it that lends to haunting it just makes a whole lot of sense that someone might see an apparition or something happen it i mean it's just the history's there while we were in savannah we did go on a couple tours one was a haunted pub crawl one was a different kind of tour that we're going to tell you about here in a little bit but the haunted pub crawl was fun because we picked one intentionally that kind of went to a different area of the city to try to get some new stories and locations and that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. We've done pub crawls in the past. They're always fun. I mean, me and Lisa are suckers for like going to an old haunted bar, hearing a ghost story, getting a drink, you know, going to another haunted location. I mean, it's it makes it's our whole world like that's our favorite thing right so we wanted to book something that was maybe a little bit more locally owned and something just a little different than what we've done before yeah and the tour company that we went through again was mad cat tours you can find information and book tickets for them at madcattours.com and we'll get into the details of that one thing i really liked about this tour was our tour guide and she was 
very good at like putting up with like the drunk people I would say (laughs) for sure (laughs) like us being some of them especially towards the end of it there was too many drinks by the end of that night for sure but she also put up with a lot of our questions like we were people were looking at us weird because we were actually asking like follow-up questions if we didn't know much about it right it could be it's kind of funny so her name was Rocky and she was a lot of fun because she got really into the gruesome details which we enjoyed and we would ask questions and we're into this stuff you know other people are you know just going with the flow you know so I think she she even kind of mentioned you know oh gosh this is a good group of folks that are like really into the stories yeah Let's talk about some of the different options that Mad Cat Tours offers. Obviously, there's a lot of different tour companies. One reason um, I really like this tour company is that they are a locally based. Their tour guides are local. They're very familiar with all of the ghost stories. They're kind of a smaller company, and we always like to support smaller businesses, too. The other thing that's really cool about this is that a portion of every ticket that you purchase actually goes towards the preservation and maintenance of the historic district in Savannah. So by purchasing a ticket, you're also doing good for the city, which is really cool. Yeah, we are so into the historic locations. It would just be tragic if if all of these places were torn down or not able to be upkept. I mean, that's what makes traveling so much more fun. And the city's so beautiful. So obviously they have a haunted pub crawl. Now they have all kinds of fun names for these pub crawls and different tour options. When you go to their website, uh, madcattours.com, you'll see all of those names. But they have a haunted pub crawl, 21 and up. It's about 90 minutes to two hours long. It's going to stop at, you know, Wright Square probably, a bunch of different locations along the way. The other thing that they have, which is more kid-friendly, is they have a history and ghost walk, which is available for all ages. So if you want a little less of the morbid stories, that might be a good option if you have kids or somebody that you want to take and you're not worried about, you know, people getting too tipsy on the tour or whatever, because it's not going to be alcohol-related. Definitely. I will say, too, that... Rocky would get really into some of the gruesome details, which we love that stuff. And I think everyone on the tour enjoyed it. But you could see some of the, like the horrified faces on some people through some of this. So it's definitely the one we went on. The, the second one we went on was not necessarily kid friendly. Right. But there are options for kid friendly stuff. But we we kind of like the fact that it wasn't kid friendly. We like the gruesome details. Right. And speaking of gruesome details, the second tour that we went on with them was called the True Crime and Wine Tour. And we went on this one because it is a little bit more unique. You know, you go on all these different ghost tours. There's so many of them in town. This is the only true crime tour in the city of Savannah, and it's not necessarily talking about ghosts, but as you know, listening to this show, I think those two things combine pretty darn well because true crime creates ghosts a lot, unfortunately, right? And they tell all kinds of interesting stories. So if you're in the mood to just mix it up a little bit and do something other than ghostly, but still maybe a little bit morbid, the True Crime and Wine Tour is a good one. In fact, your first drink is included on the tour. You stop at a haunted bar at the East Basic Inn, actually, now that I think about it. And they give you like kind of the champagne-like cocktail that was quite refreshing and delicious. 
I agree. There are some other tour options. There's quite a few more that they offer, but they're all very unique. That's part of the reason that I think, you know, some of their tours are so much fun because they have some different unique options out there. The other thing that's unique about this one, Lindsay, you're going to like this, is they are all pet friendly. They love the animals. As long as they're on a leash, you can have anything from a dog, a cat, a parrot, bring it with you on the tour (laughs) I do love that I didn't realize that we could have brought Aldo with us I will also say that you know our tour guide was so much fun we ended up sitting around afterwards at McDonough's pub which is notoriously haunted if you have not been there they serve food until about 2 a.m. in the morning and they do karaoke all weekend I think they even do it on like Thursdays and Fridays we stopped and you know, had a couple of drinks and then we enjoyed watching karaoke. Lisa had to talk me off the ledge because I was determined to get up there and do some karaoke that night because I had way too many cocktails. But that's how much fun we had on these tours. We really, really enjoyed it. If you're in the Savannah area, I really recommend booking something like this or go to madcattours.com and go book one. It's, it's a good time. It's, it adds a little extra something to your trip and it gives you some good historical references as well. And if you go, let them know that you heard of them through your Haunted Holiday podcast. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody who listens to us every week. It means so much to us to hear from you. This week, I'm going to read quickly a new review that just meant so much to us. And it's, it's titled Absolutely Fascinating. They go on to say, I'm totally addicted to this podcast. The hostesses tell a thorough backstory of why and how the place is at hand is haunted. They have the perfect blend of belief and skepticism, and they give great travel advice. I absolutely love this podcast. Thank you so much for leaving that. It means so much because that's exactly what we're going for. So it gives us some reassurance to know that we're able to make your day a little bit brighter on, you know, whenever, whatever day, if you want to listen to us on a Sunday or whatever day of the week that you do tune in, that's our goal. We want to give you good travel advice. And, you know, I am a little bit skeptical of some things. I'm definitely a ghost believer, but I think it's good to question as well. 100%. All right. Well, if you're enjoying this show, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and leave a comment if you'd like. It means a lot and it helps us engage even more listeners. Also, tell your friends and family if they're into this kind of thing, spread the word about Your Haunted Holiday. Go check us out on our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. Hit contact us and that will send us an email, send us a re- like a recommendation for an episode or even one of your ghost stories. Maybe you've been to Wright Square and you've seen or heard something. Maybe you've run around saying Tamachichi around the square. <laughs> Let us know if you have any of those things we want to hear from you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. 